we're back, man. It's been a couple of weeks, probably, uh, yeah, probably about two weeks since we've gotten together. We had Jeremy on our last episode that just got uploaded, and today is May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco 2022, Mayo. man. Um... Good day to be alive, like all the others. Uh, we've both been kind of out and about doing our own things. I went up to Nashville, up and over to Nashville with my kids to go see some family. And I know that you went down to the Texas coast for a few days. Yeah. And, um, man, when I went up to Nashville, I drove something called the Natchez Trace. It's 440-something miles of... Uh, just parkway, you know, there's no stores or anything. If you want to get gas or something, you have to take one of the exits that take you to a nearby town. Right. And a lot of the towns have a lot of history from the Civil War and prior to that, you oh, know, yeah. and it's really cool, man. It's a very interesting and beautiful part of the country. It goes from Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, right. and uh, there's a walking trail right next to it, and people bike it. And You know, I saw a coyote, a very large coyote, right in the middle of the day. Really? We saw a ton of deer and stuff like that, too. Yeah. It was cool. The uh, Indian Mounds outside of T- oh, Tupelo, yes. Mississippi. Dude, you would love that, man. That yeah. it was... Tupelo. Tu- Tupelo. Tup- yeah, Tupelo. Tupelo, yeah. Tupelo. Yeah. You went Tupelo. down to Mississippi while you were oh, there. Dude. Oh, yeah. Went the entire stretch of the Oh, the whole, okay. Got you. Got you. 440 yeah. miles. It goes from Nashville, you get on... And you go all the way to Natchez, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, that's at the Louisiana border. Yeah. You know. That's cool, man. And you say you went by, uh, you were saying earlier that you went by Shiloh, too, the Battle of Shiloh. Mm, Shiloh's a little ways off. Oh, okay. Now, the Indian Mounds outside of Tupelo, Tupelo, whatever, however it's pronounced. Sorry, I'm chewing ice. I shouldn't do this. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I always forget. You know, I'm just going at it, trying to tell a story. It's just like, I'm like the Ninja Turtle. Who's yeah, crunching, right. remember? <laughs> yeah. Which one is it, Michelangelo? Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, the Indian mounds are right off of the parkway. Right. So you can just pull over and you can see a lot of the mounds. And there will even be some park rangers there if you go there at the right times that yeah. will do like a little tour or something. But uh, it's crazy, man. It's really insane. Yeah, you feel the history on the trail and uh, there's just a lot of nature and a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool scenery. Yeah. And especially into Tennessee, you know, you get a little bit more hilly and, and mountainous when you get into Tennessee, and it's it's pretty, man. Right. It's really Is pretty. Lookout Mountain on that? Did you drive past Lookout Mountain? Oh, I probably, I might have. I don't know. I don't it, know. It's it probably off. It, it might be, be close off to Trace some way. But, yeah, it's, I saw so much in one day that it's yeah. impossible to really consume it. I drove it in one day, but to consume all that in one day is impossible. I mean, right. it took us about 10 hours to do it because the speed limit is 50 miles per hour. Uh, people pretty much abide by that. No one, Everyone's on there to see it. You know, you can yeah. tell people are not in any hurry. So it's just you're in a different world, man. Heck yeah. it's, it's really cool. I yeah. would, if anybody ever has the time, patience to do it. Right. I would say to do it, you know. A couple of times I thought about, man, just jump off and I'll ass home, you know. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to finish it. You right. know, no matter what, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to go the entire distance. Heck yeah. See it all, you know, for this time. And, and uh, at least I can say I've done that. Right. No, yeah. that's real cool, man. So. Yeah, we went down to uh, the uh, Padre Island National Seashore down by Corpus Christi. For a couple of days, camped out on the beach. 
uh, found some crabs, you know, on the on the beach. That that was uh, real fun for the kids, you know, finding all they were just watching the crabs popping out of their holes all day long. Oh you know? man, that's so yeah. much fun. It's fun yeah. for us, man. Right? Oh yeah, I like yeah, that definitely. too, man. Yeah. yeah, you see some big ones every now and then. Uh-huh. You know, you get a bigger one. And uh, also took the surfboard and the kayak, of course, you know, to go play in the waves. That's always fun. Uh, man. Took the kayak out, man. The first day we went there, the waves were big. There were probably some five-footers coming in, man. What crosses which, which your is mind? big for the Texas coast. What crosses right? your mind when you're out there? Yeah, you know. A little bit? When I'm on my... It's, it's real weird, man. I've always... I've been surfing the Texas coast for 10 years now, right? And sharks have never really bothered me. Like, I know they're in there. You know, like, if if the water if the water's salty, there's sharks in it, man. You know, like, yeah. that's just yeah. something. If you're going to step into the ocean, that's just something you got to accept. There's sharks in it. Uh, but uh, it's never really bothered me on my surfboard. because, and, and one of the reasons I think that is, is because... Texas Gulf surfing, you know, anyway, at least the way I do it is I pretty much just treat the surfboard like a big boogie board, you know, and then I catch a wave and then I stand up on it. I'm not out there just sitting on my board, you know. I'm standing in the water out on the third sandbar with my board waiting for the right wave to take me. But anyway, I'm real down low to the water, you know. Can't see out. Can't see nothing. This year, I took my kayak for the first time. I've never taken my kayak down there. This year, I was like, hey, I'm going to take my kayak, man, and go see if I can catch some waves on the kayak, which I did, and it was super fun. You know, I, I wiped out a few times real good, but uh, one thing I noticed is when, when I was out there on my kayak, and I'm a few, and I'm like a, a foot or two off the water already, you know, and then, I, I, so, you know, my head is probably about five feet or so, four or five feet off the water, I thought about sharks a lot more, and I think the reason I did, which is weird, it, you'd think it'd be the exact opposite, you know, because when I'm surfing, I'm in the water. I wasn't even in the water on my kayak, you know. Yeah. But I found that it was because I, as I looked out, it was like, uh, what's up, hey, Kevin? what's up, Kevin? We got a late arrival here. Kevin's here, everybody. What up, what up, uh, what up? I'm going to take this time to choose some more ice. There you go, man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I found that when I, uh, was on my kayak, I was thinking about sharks more. And I think it was because I could see more around me. What's up, man? What's you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you could see how, how close, like, the depths of the water. Right, was. man. See, you that's know, where you actually man. really, at that third sandbar, you know, past that, that's where big fish, oh, man, that's yeah. where big fish are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? See, in great whites, you know, in the Gulf of Mexico, that's not, something that's not you what you worry about. about. It's but, tiger sharks yep. and bull sharks. If, if you're out there past the third the third cut, you, I mean, even in the cuts, you also got to worry about probably probably one of the bigger uh, sharks you got to worry about most there are black tips, actually. Yeah. A lot of black yeah. tips in the yeah, surf. And there are a at, lot of at, them. At, uh, at they they get caught here. a lot as yep. well. But you can keep going. I don't mean to, I don't, I'm not trying to hide you. Yeah, no, I, I, that was just a random uh, thing that popped into my head that I thought was funny. You know, I took my kayak out and found myself thinking more about sharks. Even though I wasn't even in the water, I could just see more of the water, you know. And I just kept expecting to just see a fin or something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, but surfing the waves on the kayak was fun, you know. It was pretty cool. Had a couple of waves on that first day that 
uh, one wave in particular that just took me, and I just caught it at just the right, or not just the right, actually just the wrong, <laughs> just the wrong time, man. Because most of the time, if you can, you know, most of the time you can just cut right through the wave, whether it's a, you know coming up or whether it's already crested, and you just catch the foam. This one I just caught right there, right as it was peaking. And it just sent me into a full backflip, just straight backwards, man. Yeah, were you uh, in between <laughs> sandbars, or were you? Pretty oh yeah, no, I was in between. I was in between the second and third sandbar. Yeah. So yeah. it was deep water. Yeah. Was there a and I panic. Oh, there was a little <laughs> panic, man. I fell off my board, or uh, not off my board, off my kayak when it when it sent me into that backflip and uh, tried to stand up immediately because usually, uh, you know, when you're in the surf at the Texas coast, you can stand in most places. It's just in the cuts between the sandbars. Yeah, and it's only a stand. little ways. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I found myself swimming. And I'm a lot more at ease in the ocean when my feet are on the ground, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I pay, you know, my, my boat was upside down, so I hopped up on top of it and managed to get it flipped back over and hop back in it. There was when no they're not, there. it's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. You're like you know a, yeah, you look like a little point. lure out there. Just it's just a matter of time at that point, you know. Right. Have you ever seen people swimming next to the Goliath grouper, and then you start to put into perspective how big those Goliath grouper are? Yeah. You're like, man, that fish is that big yeah. compared to a person, you know. And I don't. I'm not saying they could swallow you. They couldn't really. Right. But dude, they're huge fish, and I'm not. You know, and they're not even threatened to you, but. It's just crazy there's fish out there that big. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Damn, man. The Goliath grouper tripped me out. You know, They kind of look at you like <laughs> I've seen those videos. Yeah, yeah right? They're, it's they're crazy, crazy, man. Dude, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I've also seen a couple of the videos with the kayak fisherman and the shark. You and yeah. I have seen the one where the guy was fishing and the, and the shark breached to get his fish. Right. There's another really good one of a guy on a kayak. And he's out kayaking, and all of a sudden, a great white comes and hits him from mm-hmm. the side and tips his boat. And he has his GoPro, and he gets Hall's ass to get back on it. But imagine, imagine oh, that. Dude, you have no yeah, idea how to that trade adrenaline, on. dude. Uh, that adrenaline. I, I mean, I, I might have a heart attack. Dude. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. For, like, I, that is like the worst way, in my opinion, to go down, man, yeah. is being that vulnerable to a bigger animal like that out in the middle of the water. I mean... Like the guy we saw dude. in Australia? Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Australian Simon Nullis. Yeah, yeah. Simon Nullis. That's really... Yeah. Unbelievable. That, that, that'll be the go-to shark attack reference for a long time. Yeah, now. well, and you know, and there's going to be more yeah. and more if people continue to go out and water and like do that because it, it, it like seriously... It's a matter of time. You're either yep. going to drown or you're going to get bitten by something. Yep. And it might only be like an investigative bite. But that's enough <laughs> to do just, a lot of damage, it's dude. Just a curious think about bite. think about a bull shark with a mouth, you know, that's that's that, 2 feet by 2 feet yeah. or a foot and a half by a foot and a half. Have a foot and a half of your flesh taken out. Yep. It, you know, out in the water, far from a hospital. You're going to, you know, that's that's enough. You'll probably bleed out before yeah. you even make it back to shore. You're going to lose yeah. a limb very quick if they grab your arm. It's going to come off like that, you know. Yep. Uh, with with how strong they are and how Dude, fast I'm, they I'm move. I'm terrified of them. Like the, me too. I start me thinking too. about sharks the moment that I like start packing my bag to go to the beach. <laughs> do you listen to Do you listen to like podcast when you drive? Like plug it into your to your truck. Can oh yeah. You? 
I've got it. I'm gonna tip you off to this channel called Sharks Happen, and this guy just he, all he does is document. I listen to all of them. Like if he comes out with one today on my way home, I'll listen to it. Yeah. He's a great storyteller, but he just goes over every shark attack from the 1900, like 1906 to now, that's been documented and clarified. Like that has different, um, like witnesses and and different accounts. And he gets into the story of what happened in that shark attack. Right. And that way people have more of a an education behind what sharks do that they're not, you know... <laughs> it draws you in, dude. It's, the it's, ocean it's raw draws nature. You in. Yeah. It is raw nature. They can and they will eat humans. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And when I say eat them, it's like they'll <laughs> eat them. You know, and that was captured on camera, Simon Nellis. And that's sad. Right. Not the first one that's happened. Where they oh, yeah. they've just been completely consumed, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, it's just gone. Crazy man. I mean, it, it's crazy because tell me a land animal that that happens with. Tiger. Maybe. You're still mauled to death. You probably still have parts. So you, like they can probably still. Yeah. Oh wow, this human got mauled. They're, they're not gonna, gonna consume you. They're just right. gonna these animals take you and consume you. You can't breathe. Like that's raw yeah. nature too, man. No, that is no. The they they, they are, but I'm just saying, like to take you away and leave yeah, nothing left. Yeah, nothing's left. Not exactly. a not a fragment of anything. They just take it. and It's gone. It is is really just it's it's like almost. Uh, it makes my heart almost jump out of my chest when I think about. How vulnerable you must feel to be in the water with that big of an animal. Yeah. Well, you're in there. I mean, you go to the beach, it draws you in, it sucks you in. Every time I yeah. go, I'm like, I'm not going further than my knees, dude. Well, and I go, I go out there that far. You know, I go out and hit a couple of waves, oh, yeah. but you uh, know, like, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I don't push it, though. I don't go out too far. I would go out on my kayak or on a John boat or something for sure, but, yeah. you know, I'm going to be a little bit. How far is this corner to this corner? Do you think like 12 feet? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's how big a full-size tiger shark would get. Yeah. Think about that. Take a, that'll take a leg or an arm. That'll I mean, take that'll a take, limb. Yeah, right? that'll take all you. of you. Yeah, dude, that'll it take you. It will take all of you. And it will, if it wants to. Right. If it wants to pull you away and take you away, you are gone. Because not only is it that long, it's big across and yeah. very heavy and strong. And they they maneuver in the water like we can't. You know, it's so, it's so uh, dehabilitating, I yeah. guess, is... It's like there's no defense. You say, hit him in the nose. Okay. Whatever, Stab yeah. him in the eye. It's too late. Those teeth have hit your skin. Yeah, you're not thinking about yeah. stabbing it in the eye. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. It petrifies me, honest to God, man. Especially after hearing these accounts of like, yeah, this was probably a six to seven foot bull shark. Took this guy's arm. I'm like, oh, shit. Yep. It's not that there's a lot big, of those you know? in Texas waters, Exactly, too. Oh, yeah. my point. And the bull and the tiger in Texas and the black tip. We talk yeah. about the hammerhead. I mean, there's a lot of them, but, you know, yeah, I mean, they could all bite you. They can all bite you. Yeah. And they all have sharp teeth. A four-and-a-half-foot black tip is a problem. Yeah. You know? That thing grabs a hold of your calf. You're going to bleed, it's gonna, yeah. It's going to take you. It's taking your whole calf, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. If you don't it's, get a tourniquet on that thing, you can yeah. bleed out very quick, yep. you know? Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah no, anyway. Well, we can move on. So, yeah. we can, what have you been up to the past couple of weeks, Kevin? You can... Just base, doing baseball with the kiddos, dude. That's been consuming my time. T-ball or, or coach pitch? Coach pitch. 
Striking, striking kids out, dude. Hitting kids, striking them out. <laughs> dude, I was telling you, I was telling you when I when my kid went to coach pitch, and uh, I was pitching to him, and a couple of games, like I did pretty good for the most part, but a couple of games there, I just got in a funk, man, where <laughs> I just couldn't stop throwing it at the kids, dude. I don't know why, like I was trying to aim right down the plate, but like my mechanics, like I was thinking about it too much, you know. And I hit a couple of kids, and they cry. I was like, oh, hey, "Tough it up." Tough it up. <laughs> How do I react to this, right? You have hit What's a couple. Oh, dude, I hit last year. It was the very last game, and I hit our best player. He was up. Yeah. And I hit him in the shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, dude. take your base." <laughs> That's how you learn that one. Rub some dirt on it, kid. Uh, don't yeah. don't rub it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. So they're going into kid pitch next year. No, I'm gonna let Axel play coach pitch again. It's, uh, it's I mean, smart. Well, uh, everybody that I've talked to says after coach pitch they go into kid pitch, and it's the most boring baseball for like two or three years in a row because finding another kid that can throw strikes, like everybody just gets walked. And then they get walked to first base, and they steal second, steal third. Yeah. And then there's everybody's, a pass ball. Everybody's Sammy Sosa for a while, just taking walks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And I think also letting kids develop slow is good in anything. You know, like letting them have... There's no... Re- why, why rush him up to that? Yeah. You know? I mean, he started at the bottom. He didn't know... It thing about baseball whenever he started and this year he's a little bit better and next year well now you're gonna have one of the better ones on the team now you're gonna have kids they're gonna force kids to start pitching and now you're gonna have kids throwing 60 70 times a game at the age of eight years old you know it's like preserve that you know because that's not a natural man my shoulder is jacked up from doing that forever like uh, for playing i played baseball from the time i was Four years old to the time I was about 20, 21 years old, you know, I played baseball. So and that, that throwing motion I mean, just... it is, my old shoulder is jacked for sure, you know. And both of my shoulders are pretty jacked from playing, like, football and stuff too, but... I got definitely... one shoulder that I, I hit. Me and, me and the other, I was a defensive end in high school, and me and the other defensive end were, we they called it a blood stunt. So we would, we were just like... Blitzing the quarterback. That was our job on the blood stunt. And we both blitzed the quarterback, came in untouched, and that quarterback just jumped back right at the right moment. And I collided with the other defensive end, like just nailed him right in his sternum with my Mm. shoulder. My shoulder popped. He dropped. We were both down. Like we both had to come out of the game after that collision, dude. And my shoulder's been jacked ever since. My left shoulder. You don't get it back. You know, football's a rough sport, dude. You know, I've treated my body like real shit for a while, long while in my life. Didn't really care. You know, I'm probably going to pay the price for that as I get a little older, but I just try to stay active and, you know, do what I can. But no, a lot of me hurts, dude. Honestly, for real, man. Like, probably a lot of it is from sports. Um, But, you know... I mean, fun. they're fun. Yeah. It yeah, was the fun. It was worth it. Yeah, and like thinking back on the time, I wouldn't take it back. You know, right. I, I enjoyed it, especially baseball. Um, you know, because we made a real deep run in baseball. Me and my team, like in my senior and junior year, and it was a lot of fun, man. Like we were traveling, like playoff games and series, and yeah, like, the was, energy that's created man. at those games, man, it yeah. you, it sticks with you forever. 
Yeah. There's something about a team sport. Whenever you can come together as a team and accomplish little, even little feats. Like, every, we're sitting here talking about the glory days, you know, but it was fun, man. Like, that shit stays yeah, with you. It does. It very well does, you know. And it, I, think, I think also, like, it's good for people to take those. There's a lot of things you can learn in life and take out of them. And take out of team sports, you know, oh, like, yeah. apply to your life. And I don't think that's corny to do at all. I think that's that's probably relevant. That's that's one good thing you can get out of team sports. You know, if you don't go, you're not gonna go pro. You know, you can take good lessons and things you've learned Lots and apply them to life. Lessons, you know? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. So Levi, we're gonna go on to one topic, man. What do you want to kind of? What are you gonna run us into here, man? Well, I think we uh, we we decided to start off on the first topic tonight. With uh, the new Ministry of Truth. It's not actually what it's called, but uh, it's being called that by a lot of people in reference to 1984, you know, the Ministry of Truth. What is it actually, yeah, what is it actually called? It's actually called the Disinformation Governance Board. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) have you heard about this? Well, I I think I sent you guys something the other day in the text message about the, yeah you did that's right that's right i forgot about, about that no for real yeah. you did and it's already got its own wikipedia page so uh so we're, we're gonna go off of that for for, for this uh the different the disinformation governance board is the united states department of homeland security board announced on april 27 2022 its aim is protecting national security by combating foreign misinformation and disinformation okay so I mean, I think this is a problem for obvious reasons, <laughs> you know, I mean, first of all, who gets to decide what's the misinformation and what's not, you know, and uh, the, uh, oh man, I forgot to look at who the uh, president of this board is, uh, The yeah, Nina Jankowitz is the executive director of this board, and uh, she actually worked for uh, the uh, government of Ukraine. For quite a while. Oh, really? Yeah, and so you know, I, I think it's it's clear to see where where, where the bias will be with this uh, <laughs> foreign misinformation. You yeah, know well. what comes in there. I mean, I you know, I mean, it opens up a lot of questions. I mean, oh, wait, hold on. is Are there you going to be there could be some corruption in the government? I mean, it, it's it's you... looking that way. <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's these, like, these guys are gonna get a handle on it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna get a handle they are, on it. They are. They're yeah. gonna they're, they're gonna silence anyone who uh, who you know tries to bring up anything you know anything have, they any sort some, of nuanced conversation. But what they don't have right now is they don't have Twitter. They, they do not have Twitter. Twitter. It, and isn't it weird <laughs> that this disinformation governance board gets Comes announced right off like the tra- no, it's not, as it's not soon weird. as. Yeah. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Disinformation Governance Board. (laughs) So you say, is it weird? Yes and And no. no. It's of course it's 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 to be expected. Yeah. Honestly, it's oh they're gonna go after that guy, man. They're gonna keep going after him. They're gonna do everything they can to, you know, make that a bad deal for him. I'm sure of it. But at the same time, who knows, man? I think that when an idea, you know. An idea whose time has come. I, I don't necessarily know that you can really stop that train. I just feel like, I feel like 
it's just too many good people, man. Too many people that just want to want to chill and get out of all this bullshit. And the more they try to force things upon them, the more people are just going to be like, dude, enough's enough. You know what I mean? So what um, is their goal? What are they... Control. Huh. Control right. of the yeah. information, pretty much, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. con- control, control of the narrative, of, especially. Exactly. Right. Control of the narrative. You know, silence and, you know, delete anyone who speaks out and, and, you know, like I said, tries to have a nuanced conversation. I think what this thing, what, what it'll probably focus on most is... Johnny Depp. Is, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Cut you off. And Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what it'll probably focus on most, of course, is the, is the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Anyone speaking out, you know, and, and yeah. talking anything that they think could be like, oh, you're... What are you, a Russian agent? Yeah, on you things, things of their list. Yeah. You know, when you think back of, like, the Trump presidency, man, there has been some, like, real... Like, there's been some real animosity with Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it has... That has been going on now for, like, like six or seven years now, really. The whole Russia collusion and... Russia the, gate. Yeah, and all this stuff that just constantly, basically, Russia bashing, you know? Kind of priming people up for this... Uh, this whole debacle, you know, but yeah, dude, it's a dude. That's crazy, man. It's crazy that they do that, and it's crazy to know that in the history of our country that this type of stuff has happened before, especially during wartime. And uh, you know, back in 2021, I guess too, they said that there was some spying going on, like they could spy on people's phones and emails, and they were spying on people's phones and emails. They to make sure today. people exactly, they and they, but they what they're what we're doing is all we're doing is we are just not we specifically, but whoever comes out with those reports, they are just putting a stamp on the things that we already assume and pretty well know it to be true. Right, right. Like we all assume, like okay, we have these phones sending emails and text messages. You know the phones like track people and. Do you think they're not going to look in it if they want to? If, I mean, they want, if they had any reason to sit in on any one of our conversations, they could be listening through our phones right now. How many people yeah. did you say they came out and said they hacked in 2020? I think they Something could. Like, I don't know how. I mean, I think they could hack anybody. No, I know, but they they released actual like numbers or something. Yeah, I don't like know. That, I don't know, they? but I know that that I know that there's about like sixty thousand agents that take place in this. That they have like hired, whether they're contractors, and a few of them work like a few out of that sixty thousand are with the military, and they basically just go through people's phones and emails and text messages, and they were making sure that people were not that people were following the protocols for COVID nineteen and not breaking that. That was the that's why you know. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure it even got amplified again during January sixth after the uh, the horrible insurrection that took place on this country that left people just absolutely well you know nothing really happened no. but we're supposed to pretend like it was right no it was really it was really a relatively small protest that got leaked into the capital and then people went home it was actually very when you like really think about it it wasn't really like a a, a it wasn't an insurrection. Yeah. It was not an insurrection. Like you can't just call it that because you want to label it something. Like there's an actual definition that, for insurrection. That, that horrible was not it. insurrection takeover that no one really took over anything. 
But no. So you mean it was well, an insurrection? Well, yeah. Well, we have to find out from the disinformation board yeah. what it was. <laughs> How can they possibly know what an insurrection is when someone doesn't know what a female is? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that possible? No. Uh, I just don't like the attack on a baseline of truth that we yeah. could all follow. You know, why should there be an attack on baseline, like playing with words, you know, like you're saying, like, they'll take words and they, they want to have the narrative, you see? From the get-go, they wanted everyone to claim this was an insurrection. Insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. That has to become what this is known as. But when you really break it down, it's like, was it really? No, it wasn't at all, really. I mean, it was a protest. That did get most, a little out of control. It was the most peaceful damn insurrection in the history of mankind. Yeah, but like, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like by insurrection, by the definition, they're distorting the definition of that. They're distorting the reality. Right. That's the problem that I really have with people today, like in today's media and stuff. It's like, if you're going to be, if you're going to just, you know big time big league things and try to you know sensationalize things that's to get ratings that's one thing but man it's almost more sinister in a lot of ways you know it, it really is it's almost like they want to they want to dumb down the situation they want you to dumb down your knowledge of the situation mm -hmm. and to completely muddy the waters in order to just drive their narrative you know and it's like that's so unproductive and so unhealthy but they've been doing society. that for years. Like they, yeah, they've controlled true. narratives for, for a long time, forever. Yeah, forever. Yep, forever. And only sometimes has the narrative been broken, and people kind of reshape back to a, a a reality, and then it always just gets re recorrupted, recorrupted again. Process know? starts all over. You know, Levi and yeah. I were talking about this yesterday. Actually, like we hear all this news that's out there. They give they give you all the news that they want you to hear. But we were talking about Mexico City. In a country that borders us, a city of 21 million people, how much news have you ever heard about that? Yeah. Have you ever heard any news about... What's closer to us, Mexico City or New York City? Oh, Mexico City for sure, I would say. And did y'all hear yeah. anything about the COVID and how many people died in a city of 21 million Nope. Didn't hear nothing about Mexico In a City. country that borders us? Nope. Yeah, we heard crazy, more about man. what went on in, in Britain and freaking China and, like, what happened? I mean, what's going on with our neighbors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the news? Yeah. If, if that doesn't just flat out tell you that the narrative is what they want you to hear, then I don't know what will. Yeah. That's a real good point. I mean, they certainly do try and drive the narrative in crazy directions nowadays, you know. I think they, they, they try and drive a wedge, you know, into the populace, keep the populace fighting with each other so they don't ever focus on, you know, the real people who are dividing us, you know. I don't know if you guys heard this newest, uh, the, the statement from, uh, from our president, uh, Biden, our strong leader. Our strong leader, yeah. Our very strong, <laughs> coherent leader. Uh, basically saying that, uh, that, that the, the MAGA crowd is the most extremist political organization in this country's history. Did you hear that? 
No, but well, I can Yeah, uh, I can imagine. imagine. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I bit. mean... Hey, so check this out. If we want to drive to, to New York City from San Antonio, Texas, I think it's about 21 hours or so. Maybe longer than that. Let me try. I might have to rekey this in. But from Mexico City to San Antonio, it's 16 hours from Mexico City to San Antonio. Okay? Yeah. That's like from Nashville to here. Right. That's how close that is. And it's like nine yeah. hours from South Padre Island. Where Texas, exactly. The tip of Texas. Exactly right to Mexico City. That's how close that is, that city is. Yep. Dude, when you go down to South Padre Island, okay, you're in America. You are in Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. A, a lot of the culture down there resembles, like in the smaller communities right. outside, not on South Padre Island, but in the smaller communities. Yeah. It is very, I'm sure it is very similar to a lot of small towns in Mexico. Right? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I feel that way when I go down there. Right. And I don't know, I just love South Texas. I love Southwest Texas. It has a vibe to it that is unreal. And like, I love Tennessee. I just came back from Tennessee. I love that state. That's a beautiful state. And I think it's a real like pearl of an eastern state. All those states are pretty. But Tennessee specifically is a really awesome state. There's some really cool things going on there. Like naturally, geographically, it's there's just there there's beauty everywhere. But when you come into Texas, you feel a vibe already. When you come past Austin and you're driving west from the east, there's a sense of openness that comes after that. You're like, oh wow, the next town is fucking eight hours away. Yeah. All of a sudden, that doesn't happen anywhere else. Right. Do you know what I mean? That only happens... Like, it, once you get past I-10, you know, like, in t- through Texas. After yep. that, you get you go town to 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 town. Out here, man, it's just open space. The Chihuahua Desert yeah, that we sit right on the edge of out here. And it's just, it's an awesome place, man. It's super cool, dude. It's like, it's it's harsh, but it's it's like a little, you feel a little bit of freedom. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, definitely, man. I know what you're talking about, too. Cause San Angelo's on it, too. Yeah, San Angelo. San Angelo's on that same line, man. Van Horn is in the Chihuahua <laughs> Desert. That's where yeah. that's where my family's from. Like, I mean, Van Horn out there, those towns are so far from each other. Like a close town, like 30 minutes. Oh, dude, those are neighbors. It's like, dude, the town's 30. Yeah. Th- maybe, maybe an hour away. You know, to really get anywhere. You I mean, even out here, you know, you're going to go grocery shopping, you're driving an hour. You get past, good store. Yeah, past like, Kerrville on I-10, everything, I mean, is far apart. You go into yeah. Junction, is the next town that's going to take you, that's 60 miles. Yeah. Hey, do you know that I can almost get to Junction? It's a little bit longer, but I can almost get to Junction from my house as fast as I can get to Kerrville. Really? I go the other way. Go up north to the divide. Past past Lost Maples and up there. You ever eaten at Cooper's Barbecue? Oh, yeah. Dude, their brisket, right? 
Yeah, I like Cooper's meat. Dude, is that good. that little gas sneaky station good. right on the corner, right on that four-way corner? Yeah. And we'll, there's just that little gas station Yeah, we'll right hit there? it up. We'll hit it up when Dude, we I go to New place. Mexico. It's we'll got all it the beef jerky in there, right? Yeah, we'll yeah. hit it up when that's, we go to New that's Mexico. That's actually not Cooper's. Cooper's no. is in Junction. But yeah. But I know what you're talking about. That. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I don't oh, think Cooper's has right Yeah, You go buy, like, brisket or beans. I'm talking about that gas station that's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Like on your way to Rock Springs. And there's just this four-way. I couldn't even tell you the name of the roads, but there's this four-way intersection, and the gas station's right there on one of the corners. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I used to stop whenever I drove the bus. I would take the the baseball team whenever we're going to Rock Springs or something. We'd always stop there, and everybody would go in and get sausage and jerky. and. Yeah, they got all kinds of jerky in there, dude. Like jerky made out of... Stuff you never even thought they can make jerky out of. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got armadillo jerky. Yeah. <laughs> Lamb's ass? I'll take it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, Texas is just crazy. Uh, there's something about it. And I know that, you know, it's cliche because we're from here, and I'm sure people will say that about wherever they're from. But, man, I mean it, dude. I love it, man. It's it's so awesome. Yeah. You know? So the electric co-op, Bandera Electric Co-op, sends out like a a monthly magazine or something and I've read an article in the last one that came out about a um, cavern in Sanderson it's like one of the biggest caverns in the country the unexplored like the very very few people have ever even been in it yeah Sanderson's off of 90 right Down yeah there? yeah mm-hmm Man, Levi, you gotta head out that way man you gotta go to yeah. Big Ben down 90 no I've never been down that way man. oh man you that, know, that maybe we should, maybe, yeah, fact, maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, after we do Wheeler, you know, man, maybe instead of going on to the next state next time, we should just go do the highest peak at Big Ben next time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cool. And go down and go down and take a, take a ride out to Big Ben. Cause, camp in, uh, we need to camp in the Chisos Mountains Yeah. and take the hike. They have a, there's a rock formation called the Muleers that you can hike to from, you can either hike to it from the Chisos Basin, and it looks like it's right there. You're looking at it, and you know yeah, exactly right. what you're looking at. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, let's get over to that real quick. Yeah, it'll take you like three-hour hike just to get to it. And then it's even worse like, when you can see it, right? Yeah. yeah you're like, damn, dude, for real. Doesn't get any bigger on the horizon. Yeah, though. you start to realize just how far it is. Yeah. Yeah, that happens when you swim long distances. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to swim over to that thing. And then you start swimming and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I need to breathe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have made a mistake. Yeah. Get about halfway to something. You're like, you're like where do Wendy? I go? Yeah. Where's Wendy Peppercorn when you need it? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, is there any other topics? Uh, is there, what, else, what else is going no, on, man? man. Like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, lots of, there's, there's quite a bit we missed uh, throughout our our two weeks, you know, uh, that we've been off now. Yeah, well, obviously uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter. That happened. Oh, yeah. That, that, that didn't that, even that happen since what, we, yep, since since we talked last. talked last. I mean, that's a... Uh, and just to be clear, he isn't... That has not been finalized yet. Yeah. I do not believe. You know what I mean? Like, he's bought it on, like, paper or, or something like that. But, like... Something to do with shareholders and shit like that. It's going to take like four to six months to actually finalize as a sale. So who knows what could happen in that time. Yeah, I guess frame, that's, you know? that is one but, thing uh, we talked about. It's like, what does that type of a deal look like? Like 
a right. five a five billion dollar deal. Like, what does that look like? You know? 40, 40, For, a forty. Forty billion, billion dollar dollars, dude. Yeah, what does that look like? like? Like, how does that transaction look? I mean, you just say I'm going to write a check. That's not what it looks yeah. like. You know? <laughs> it takes time. There's yeah. a lot of people that are in that area. Paperwork that and litigation and oh my goodness, yeah, probably push ups just to get through the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, probably but, watching uh, a movie. You know, I, I really thought that the freak out. <laughs> Watching a movie to just take a break for a while. Bruce Almighty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the freak out from the, from the left, you know, after Elon Musk bought Twitter was just hilarious. I, one of the funniest things I saw was, I, can't, I don't even remember who it was, but they were on the news and they were saying like, now that Elon Musk has Twitter, you know, he can, he could just do whatever he wants. He could just... Silence, you know, a, a political uh, party's candidate, you know, or he could silence all their candidates. It's like, dude, he, Twitter silenced the sitting president <laughs> of the United happened. States. Yeah. yeah. You deleted the president's account. Yeah. And now that someone else bought it, you're like, Oh no, he could use it to silence political opposition. Like, like you set that precedent. You, yeah. yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's and, the problem. And, he, and the funny thing is, he's he said he's obviously not going to do that. Like he said, no, he wants to make it a free speech kind of place. I think the reason that, that you're freaking out is because oh my goodness, there might actually be some people on Twitter who disagree with you now. I you think know? he's going to take the company Twitter. Right. I think he's going to just ban it from social media completely. It's not even going to be a social just media company. It. Then the next thing we see Twitter as, you know, it's going to be a flying car. The Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk you has have the to, You have to own a <laughs> Tesla to, to have yeah. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? You, whenever you, you pay can there, only make right. a comment on, on Twitter if you own a Tesla. Yeah. That would be so hilarious, dude. That would be like the ultimate troll move, dude. Yeah, now actually Elon Musk is a very interesting... Um, strange, a very in- interesting... Strange. He's an anomaly <laughs> yeah. in our society that is, is sort of the anomaly that we need sometimes to like help the course of action be at least, you know, like changed or like you know disrupted a little bit you know because we can all scream until we're blue in the face and like talk about it and they'll just keep doing what they're doing but when they get pushback from people like that they could drop 40 billion dollars just to spend on a social media platform they don't see is going the right way like that's a real threat to their power and like they have to listen all of a sudden you know they have to really pay attention because they could get outplayed you know right and again, I just you think know, there's an. I think there's a new. I think there's new ideas coming even from the billionaire class and the elite class that they know that there's. It's not good when people don't want to show up to work. Right. It's not good when people would rather take a check from a government than to go and do something with their life. Yeah. Who could possibly think that's a good thing? And I think they realize that. You know, it's to the it's to the benefit of everybody to have a a product like a well oiled society where everyone can benefit from it. And I think that's an awakening that's happening across the board. I don't think it goes... I think it's happening in, in a lot of classes, right. not just one. And Elon Musk is someone, I think, that's channeling that. And that's why so many people support him in different classes. You know? Right. You know, I, I will say that uh, I think there are definitely some people who idolize Elon Musk a little too much. 
I, t- I definitely take Elon Musk with a grain of salt. I, I'm hesitant of anything that look that's a little too good to be true. And sometimes Elon Musk can appear a little too good to be true. Sure. You know, kind of, I mean, <laughs> you know, one way, one area where Elon Musk really loses me is that he's really, he's, he's really big about like putting chips in people, yeah. you know, well, but I mean, he wants to do it for like yeah. medical reasons and stuff like that. And I get that. That's where it He's starts. an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. But that exactly, you know, he, especially someone in his position should have taken note at this past couple of years that guess what? There is no longer a separation of medical and state in this country. Yeah. Okay. You can create these trips for whatever kind of good reason you want. They're going to get co-opted and they're going to get corrupted. And if it's got a freaking chip in it, it can be hacked. Well, look at the, look at the creation of the iPhone, dude. Steve Jobs created this and this is like one of the biggest technological advances in history. And he didn't intend like for... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I see your point. He didn't intend yeah. for, for it to, for be, it to be a tracker and, yeah. for yeah. every human being on the planet, but it is. And now, whatever Musk thinks up, he can do because he's got the money. It doesn't make him a, a genius because he has some random idea and then there's a bunch of people he can afford to pay to make it happen like that's what that's what misses me with the people who are just on his sack dude yeah Yeah. i'm like look i respect the guy he's highly confident he's accomplished a lot but just because he dreams something up and pays a bunch of people to make it happen doesn't mean that he's a genius yeah, yeah, he's a good businessman. Yeah. yeah. And he's very good at he's very good at 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 seeing things he wants on a large scale or seeing things that he thinks could happen and putting them into a working format. It doesn't mean he's a genius for sure and it doesn't mean he's special and he shouldn't be treated at all any differently than anybody really. But one thing is true is when you make that amount of money, uh usually any type of philanthropy is all bullshit. And I don't think with him it's all bullshit. You know, I'm sure there's some of it that is. Smoke he has screen. some of daddy's money. And yeah, but I'm, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, but even, no matter what, even if he does or he doesn't, a lot of people have money, and and just because I know a lot of people who have money and they don't do, you know, <clears throat> any philanthropy they do with it, it's also because they just get taxed if they don't do things right. with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Philanthropy, having the thought of the larger part of civilization on your mind, having that much money, is an anomaly. Right. You know, he has so much money, he could fucking do anything. He could just stop. I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. But he does think, and this is what he has said from his own words, again, I'm not, is like that, like, you know, he thinks freedom of speech is essential for a working like for a working functioning society, and uh, so I think that he does deserve like it, it's an it, it's this this could be a beneficial thing for our country if he is start something in that class that makes them start reinvesting in our country and like moving things forward in a positive way. It right. stops blocking things up for a financial gain and start saying okay. That financial gain on the back end of blocking these technologies and these industries up is not worth it. You know, it's time to let some of this go and like let innovation take place. That billionaire class owns our government, whether we like it or not. They own right. our government. You're seeing it right now. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They own all the largest institutions, basically. So, as they do, our government's going to do, unfortunately, you know. But I will, the other thing I will say about Elon Musk and my hesitancy with it all, too, it, I, I hear what y'all say. I agree with all, all of what y'all say as well. But I think that the other thing is what precedence does it, is it really setting that, that now billionaires are literally just openly taking over? We're, we're depending on Elon Musk to run, to, to protect the freedom of speech. Yeah. That was supposed to be all of our constitutional right. We didn't need Elon Musk to buy a platform to protect our freedom of speech, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if there is not an Elon Musk? What if he dies and the next person doesn't have our same interest, you know? But it's the precedent now that a billionaire should be in charge of, you know, rectifying what, you know, yeah. this constitutional mm-hmm. right is, you know? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. They're trying to take away your Second Amendment right, so Jeff Bezos is gonna buy all the guns in America, and you know he's gonna buy all the armaments in America, and he's gonna control them. Yeah. You know, I mean, is that what it's gonna have to come to? <laughs> I don't think that that's like a good precedent to be setting. Right. Uh, and I think personally, uh, honestly, I don't know what. He he is he has much more insight than we do into what he was doing, but I think that Elon Musk in the long term made a costly mistake buying Twitter. I can't imagine how it's going to pay off for him. I mean, no. maybe it will in his other ventures, but like just as his name is just lifted and, but I think social media, it's not the no one can change the slope that it's on. Right. It's just a dec- it's not a way to communicate. It's not an effective way to communicate. Yep. No, and, uh, it's like a cancer in society, dude. Like, yeah, for real. In my opinion, now, the, in the early days, there was a lot of freedom to it, but now there's not... I mean, as far as like the youth goes, getting on social media, there's more detriment caused than good coming out of it. And I mean... That, that's arguable. People could argue the other side of that all day. I understand that. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, someone yeah. Makes, someone who makes six figures off of a YouTube channel would probably like argue that. But still, that's few and far in between. And, right. And what, what good is that really causing for society, that YouTube channel? Again, it's like, yeah, you're getting paid a lot of money because you're getting a lot of clicks and people can advertise on your page. But ultimately, what type of production is that causing yeah. for our society? Yeah, right, and right. then I'm looking yeah. like at the the mental aspect of it for, yeah. oh, for yeah. youth who don't have parents that are monitoring their shit. You know, like they get on there and then they they can't they don't understand. They're not their brains aren't equipped to handle the criticisms that are dished out on there. Yeah, and they're not ready for that. Yeah, I mean it, it just causes all kinds of terrible shit in young minds like oh yeah yeah it's bad I social agree. media is just like, like an old man I guess the worst parts of human nature come out on that yes yeah, so I, I kind of think I mean, there was a real misstep like I get what he was doing in the short term <clears throat> right but I think in yeah. the long term that's going to be something that he's not going to he's going to re- I, I think he's going to realize in time that it, that you can do push all the buttons on there and put a new button on and 
there's going to be people that are just ugly to each other on that platform, and it's going to make it's going to turn a lot of good people off from being on things like that. Yeah. And I don't think that's a I don't think that's something that you're going to turn around. I think that momentum has been leaking that way for a while since we started this podcast. One of our first episodes, maybe we never even put it up, but we talked oh, a little bit that. about this social yep. media. And even back then, you know, you could start to see the signs, but it was still like, nah, it's so powerful. But now, a couple of years later, you know, we can talk again and say, you know, I really do feel like, I, I think there will be something else. Right. I just do not feel like it's going to be in the form of what social media is today. Well, also, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter is also not even in the top 10 of social media websites like numbers of users numbers of active users wise you know what i'm saying like tiktok is number one uh or is it it myspace (laughs) (laughs) i think it it might be facebook actually is the most with the most active users uh but you know when i when you start to see something like that happen with like facebook now instagram is now part of facebook you know, but like TikTok, TikTok's can you know owned by China, yeah. pretty much. You know, so I mean, you're not gonna see yeah. nobody's about to buy TikTok, uh, but uh, right, you know, but like Facebook, I mean, oh dude, I don't even know what the number would be if you tried to buy Facebook, dude. Like they tried to a long time ago. It might be in the trillions. It, yeah, no, yeah, that was a long time. Today, it could very well be in the trillions, man. Facebook's one hundred like, billion dollars at least, <laughs> at least kind of money doesn't even exist. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even see a feasible way anyone could come up and try and topple Facebook. You know, Facebook is kind of a captured platform yeah. that you're not going to wrestle out. I don't think of the, of, of the Zuckerberg and the the people who have bought him. You know. Or the people who he has bought, whichever way it goes. Well, and remember, now you have the United States, <coughs> you know, government and these agencies talking about taking over more power. <coughs> Obama just came out with this statement saying, you should, basically, the government needs to have more oversight over these companies. Yeah, the censors. So, do you doing think enough. more people are going to be getting on there? You think it's going to be more prevalent? No. It's not. It's going to be something different, <laughs> and we just don't know what it is yet. Did you hear that new, uh, that person? After Elon Musk bought Twitter, he used this analogy. He was like, imagine if you were, you got invited to a party, you know, and you got told there was just, there was going to be no rules at this party. It was just going to be a complete free-for-all. There was going to be no... Like, was that really a party you want to go to? Or, or do you want oh, yeah, to stay home? That. You saw that? It's like, damn, dude, you, I'm never inviting you to a fucking party. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, is that what actually, you do? Actually, are you going to have us raise our hand? Party. He's like, yeah, raise your hand. It's like... I'm, I'm raising I'm, I'm my go, hand. I'm going, I'm going to, party, to the party, bro. dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of parties you went to, man. Yeah. Like, But I know when I showed up to parties, my first questions weren't, hey, man, what, what rules are we supposed to follow while yeah. we're here, man? No, my first question was... Hey, man, uh, whose parents yeah. are here? Who's in charge of this party? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know who to who to speak to if I have, a, if I have grievances about the party. Do the cops no. know that we're all here together? <laughs> gathering? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, oh man, the reaction is just r- ridiculous. And speaking of reactions, 
from both sides. From both yeah. sides, the reaction's well, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, you know. Absolutely. But and again, props though to Elon Musk. I will give him props though for at least freaking doing something, dude. Like throwing a wrench in it. Like, yeah. dude, life's short, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, make hey. billions of dollars, Spin buy a platform just to kind of tell them, hey, you know what? There's going to be some people that are going to stand up a little bit and push back. We're not going to let you completely, you know, yeah, like like just walk over this too easy. I, I like it. I like it a little bit. So, yeah. Oh, and speaking of reactions, I guess we, for the last topic for tonight, we can talk about the most recent topic, which is, of course, the leaked Supreme Court opinion... Which shows that they are probably about okay. to overturn Roe versus Leave Wade. Leave it at this. Right here. Let's start right here. Right. Should Roe versus Wade be overturned? Yes. 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 I say yes. I say yes. You know. Uh, now, why do you say uh, yes? Well, because, on I mean, what, first of all, it does it have anything to do? Does it have anything to do with abortion to you, really? Like, when you when you say yes right off the bat... Before you think of the emotional tie to abortion, what do you think of? It should have to do with what? The states. Right. Well, The federal I mean, government shouldn't have anything to do with abortion. Do you think no. they should? No, there's no mention of abortion in the Constitution. I'm, some people might argue that the, the whole, you know, uh, right to life, you know, life, liberty, property... Which is actually, you know, life, uh, what's what's the word? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Yeah. Which is actually in the Declaration of Independence, if I'm not mis... No? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong there. I might be having a brain fart. Life, liberty, and the pursuit life, liberty, of happiness. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The... Is that in the Constitution or, no, the, or the Declaration? No, that's in the Declaration. That's in the Declaration, right? Yeah. So, but, but either uh, way, yeah. But yeah. either way, either, but, but that, yeah. No, yeah. I, I can I can see that argument. We've said before that argument. on this program we consider the Declaration of Independence to be the most important document. In no, and I do, and I agree. And I, 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 I do I, believe I it is. I think that the very foundation of our country is set down in the Declaration of Independence, and in this country you have the right to life, liberty, and property, which yeah. I tra- you know the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. and uh, so there are a lot of people who would probably argue. Would you probably use that to say that it should be illegal nationwide? You know what I mean? Because states can't supersede the Constitution. Well, in this case, it's not in the Constitution. It's in the Declaration. But, uh, so yes, as the Constitution is written, it is something that should that should be to the states, for the states to yeah. decide for themselves. Uh, and so, you know, probably about half the states are about to make abortion illegal. You know, yeah. uh, the other half will probably have varying degrees of legal abortion. You know, um, you know, I, 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 I agree with that. I really do hear that that argument. I've never thought about that before from the conservative standpoint. You know, right. like uh, I, I think abortion at a certain point is absolutely murder. I mean, right. it is. No, <laughs> like it is. I mean, it is. No, You're I'm taking so, a life. So, 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 but, so, but, I've never heard of, of that argument before of like uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and how that might affect, um, you know, whether or not there should be some type of federal law over abortion. But my thing is, 
is if you do it with abortion and it's not clear-cut in the rule of law under a federal guideline, that is not something the federal government is supposed to deal with. Right. It's not. If you give that leeway because it ma- that topic matters to you and you see it as a moral thing, what other topics can you, can you allow them now to come in and say, yeah. oh, well, this is also a moral issue, mm-hmm. and this is too. And that's the biggest thing is, I think that it needs to be left to the states. If there are states who are going to do this, you know, in my opinion, that's not a state that I, I really want to live in for sure. Right. And I really disagree with allowing people to have late-term abortions. If you can't figure it out early, damn. You know what I'm saying? At yeah. least just figure it out early that that's yeah. what you're going to do. If you're going to use the clump of cells argument, take yeah. care of it while well, it really yeah, is still just a clump sure. of cells, man. You know? I mean... And then, now, 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 this is my own... Right. This is all Emotional. Our own. And we yeah. are a bunch of straight white males. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, we have, we have no place even talking about this. Okay? But we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Okay? Because... And, I, you know, that argument also kind of kind of irks me we were talking about this off air before we started recording but i'm gonna i'm gonna go on this little rant again you know people a lot of times you'll hear people say this is something men should have no say in this whatsoever right and i have gotten i have gotten a girl pregnant four times (laughs) okay i have a say so in all four of those you know what i'm saying and (laughs) I agree. I completely agree. You know, uh, but just to play the devil's advocate, yes, no, people, I get people it, will no. say, "Oh, you know, have a little fun." Uh, with yeah, it, you, know? you know, if <laughs> men have no place talking about this, you should have no opinion about it. It doesn't affect you. That's what they'll say. Take you know? your dick and, and leave. Like, yeah, whoa, like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> and it's like, sorry, but no, that's not the way we make you know laws in this country. You know, if we if if there's going to be some sort of law surrounding abortion. It, you know, what do you, what do you mean? Like, are we just gonna have like this one woman's committee? You know, the women's committee for abortion, we'll call it. You know, who's gonna elect this committee? Is it gonna be selected by your existing elected representatives? So like only when, the women elected representatives, or is it gonna get thrown to the people and the people exactly. get to vote for it? But only the women get to vote. Yeah. So like when they make okay. driving laws, I mean, only like, men. There's a group of men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, you know, dude, don't go there, man. No. No. I mean, yeah, that that argument. No, no, no. I totally yeah, agree. And there, and and it, that I hate that argument. I think that's just a cop out of having a real discussion. Yeah. And the other thing too about saying that argument is, you should want the men do have a say so on that child's life, whether you like it or not. If the baby's born, the, the dad. Has to say right. The dad's yeah. there. They're gonna be have child support. Even if, I mean, the, even if the dad leaves, right? he's still gonna pay for half the like, yeah. Half so the child's so yeah. that that's there, and and you should you should encourage men to want to have a say so and to have more of a say so and to be there involved in in when they get a, a girl pregnant or a lady pregnant. They should be. You should encourage this, not cop out and say, "Oh fuck you, you don't have to say so anyways." It's like okay, peace. <laughs> you know, I mean, why would you do that? You know, you want another baby to come in, and then it's like, yeah. Now it's like, well, my baby's gonna have a shitty life. It's like, yeah, because the, the parents don't give a shit. You know, maybe get your shit together. 
And no one wants to say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And re- assume responsibility for what you did. And and you know why I can say that? Because I've lived it. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, I know. Every time I hear some chick like, I got an abortion because I just wasn't ready. I just didn't think I was ready to have kids. Like, fucking nobody fuck you thinks this? they're ready <laughs> yeah, yeah. to have kids, dude. Yeah. I sure as hell didn't. Yeah. You know, I mean, and believe me, me and my me and my wife, we had we had arguments over this before we had kids because she wanted kids and I was like, I, I don't know if we're ready. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's at the end of the day, you're never gonna be ready. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. never gonna come to a point where you're just like, okay, I'm a father. This is yeah. it. Yeah. Today yeah. I am I'm ready. Today I am ready to be a father. Like no, you're not. Like that's not the way that life step. happens. That's yeah. not the way life happens. You know, and. The late-term abortions is really what just, like, man, that's just, you know, I've read, like, Ron Paul's account of when he was a doctor, you know, and performing, well, you know, when he uh, performed, I guess, probably just, like, one abortion that he was in that just changed his whole perspective on it, you know, by, it was a late-term abortion, and he describes just, like, literally, like, they just took this baby out and put it over in this basket and just let it die in the corner of the room and everybody just acted like it wasn't even happening. Yeah. Like gasping you know? I remember that. And yeah. I remember you, that in yeah. the book. Yeah. Oh, man, that's yep. just... Uh, that's, that's just... That's, uh, like, that's like... Dude, like... I can totally see how that would like just completely shift Yeah, when you see how mind. things are really done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then... You know, it changes the game a little bit. I mean, farming is even this way... Factory farming and and watching how they treat a lot of the big animal institutions where they just treat the animals like shit. You're like, whoa, this is our food. You know what I mean? I think that's the same way, Yeah. to be honest with you. You know what I mean? When you see how that stuff happens, automatically, if if it doesn't like hit a little bit of a nerve... Like that's inhuman almost. Like right. you know, now with a real human, that yeah, obviously it's different than animals. It's like, but again, if we're talking about an early, early abortion in certain states, I think that, you know, that that has to be subject to what people in that area want. And if people believe differently than I do in a certain region, and they want to do things that are you know, at least moral and they, that's their, that, that, that's their prerogative. I mean, honestly, I, you can't have control over the entire world. You know, I mean, Mike Tyson did tell someone he wanted to eat his kids and we all watched the fight. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Did he not, did he not tell somebody that? I don't remember that. I think he said like, I'm going to eat your heart. I'm going to eat your kids. You know what, what he say? Something like that, right? He's like, I believe you. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just kidding, man. Mike Mike Tyson's a legend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I'm just saying that, 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 uh, I think there is room for difference in opinion and ways of life in our country. And I think that should be protected. I don't think anyone's right or anyone's wrong. I think that when you get to a certain point in a, in a baby's development, it is an absolute human, and by killing it, you are committing murder. Yep. I don't know how else to say that. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's a in in well, three in the, weeks. That's a that's a living person, and and you you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, how is it not a living person already? I mean, well, it, it really it shatters the whole my body my choice thing, which is always what gets shouted. My body my choice, right? It's like 
First of all, you just spent the last two years yeah, saying get <laughs> trying to yeah. yeah trying to get everybody jabbed with a mandatory vaccine. Yeah. Okay, so whatever with you, my body, my choice. But even if you want to use that argument, I just looked it up. I just looked it up just now because I wanted to have the right uh, time frame. At seven weeks, at seven weeks, a fetus has its own DNA, right? So, you want to say, my body, my choice. At seven weeks. At seven weeks, if you took a sample of that fetus and tested its DNA, guess what? It's not yours. It's not yours. It is a completely new DNA strand that's going to make a completely new human who's going to live their own completely new life. And half of who made that DNA happen. Yeah. Is the man. Exactly. You know, and so... It's the way it works. You know, know, that's why the say-so is important and the compatibility and the focus from both people is important. You know what I mean? Yep. It's important. Even if you're not going to be together. You know, to just assume responsibility for your damn decisions, man. And there's too many many openings. Like, on this topic, there's too many things that could happen where... I don't know what the decision's gonna be. Like, or what are they doing? Are they allowing abortions now? Or so what? Thing? What's happening? So Roe versus Wade. Basically, what it does is it allows the federal government to interject in, um, what should be a state's right by by they can fund Planned Parenthood, and I think each state has to have Planned Parenthood or has to have right. certain funding for, for contraception and things like that, right? Yep. And so. By repealing Roe Ro, Ro versus Wade, basically all that funding for Planned Parenthood from the federal level goes away. And now it becomes up to the states to monitor whether or not they want to do that type of programs. You know, So basically, in a lot of states, abortion would become very, very hard to come by. Right. It would have to be very early stage and very... Or it would have to be seriously threatening the life of the mother. Yeah, or exactly. Along those lines. Yeah, yeah, or rape or, or, or yeah. something like that. Or you would have to go to another state to do it. You know, that, See, that those are the doors that that we haven't touched on. Like the if a woman was raped or if there's like a fucking child that was that, that was abused by somebody and ended but up. But you being really pregnant. don't even like, that, that's such that's a small crazy, it man. is, but that's such a well, small like, portion of them and, and really that I think that's a little bit common sense, you know. Like yeah, if someone's I was about been to say, raped, you know, it's gonna stop. How many people them are you from... really gonna find out there who are gonna say, "No, you have to, you have to carry your rapist child." Yeah, you have I to think raise that's them. gonna be. I think See, that's. Where do they draw the line? Like, where did they draw the line? Because those arguments are gonna come up. I mean. Yeah, I think no. I think that I think that morally, I think that the law will state that incest and rape. Uh, is a gray area that can be dealt with differently than like outside of the law. Like it can, they can get an abortion. Yeah. In, and you know what? You know scenario. what? A really crazy. Or like Levi said, if it's a threat to the mother, that's yeah. going to be a big one. Like, be a big one. hey, look, this baby's yeah. coming into your third trimester. If you have this baby, you're you're you you know your likelihood of living is is tiny, and the babies. Right. And they're like, hey, what are my options? They're like, well, this is, maybe that's another area where you could see. Well, you know, you know, and another, a whole other option that, you know, we've been talking a lot about it going back to the states. And I'm sure there are plenty of states who are going to set up their own programs. And then I'm sure there's also plenty of states who are going to just flat out say, no, there's not going to be any abortion in this state. Uh, but I am curious 
if there will be any states who say, you know what, we're going to leave this up to the doctors and their patients. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're going to, like, you know, leave this up to the to the doctors. How many yeah. doctors do do we do? I mean, I'm sure there's a few. But how many doctors out there are really all gung-ho to, to, to perform abortions? Yeah, the yeah. doctors. You know? yeah, the only, and I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, but I think going back to your argument, too, about the DNA, it's, it's, a, it's a DNA that's in someone's body that has no, can't stand up for itself. Right. Some, there has to be some type of, of standard to where we yeah. say that, Dude, we're gonna stand up for for a, a, a baby past a certain After age that has its DNA. Right. If this baby was born in five years and you said, "Hey, they had the chance to kill you," are you glad you were born? Most all of them are gonna be chilling with their friends playing sidewalk chalk, like fucking yeah, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's murder. Yeah. It's murder. I mean, at a certain point, it's it's taking a life. Right. I I just don't. No, I, I, I have a hard time seeing past that. I have thought a lot. I think this is a very hard subject. I think it's one of the hardest subjects to deal with. I truly do. You know what I mean? I really understand like the, the difficulty, but it's impossible to see past what it really is. You know? And, and uh, I don't even know that it's... A st- I, again, I don't even... I think it has to be... The, le- the, further the, go- the bigger the government is that oversees this is bad. Yeah. Leave it up to the states because that's how more people are going to get what they want out of the deal, right? But at a certain point, like this is a human, another human being in in your body. Like when my wife was, she wasn't my wife at the time. When she was carrying my first son, that was my son as well in her. It wasn't just her son, right? Or it wasn't just a belonging of her. She was a a a. She was the transportation and the vehicle for this baby to, to come into life, and that's a beautiful thing. Right. You know, and it's crazy how it happens, right? And like, but it wasn't hers. Do you know what I mean? Like, she was doing a very difficult job that women have been, you know, <laughs> evolved to do. What do you yeah. want to call it? You know, they've been, right. you know, given the responsibility of holding, bearing the birth of the children. And uh, it's it's a it's a great thing. It's a it's an awesome thing, and the way that we look at it, the fact that we could even have this conversation here again, where it's like we're talking about, you know, taking life at its most innocent and precious. You know, I, I just I disagree with it. Yeah. You know, I fundamentally disagree with that. I've been through this. I've been through these conversations with my wife before she was my wife and she was pregnant. I've been through it. You know, and I disagreed with it then. And I disagree with it now, and I've thought a lot about it. And I just I decided, I, you know, I poked holes in the condom. I'm a real like you know I yeah. made a choice, and this choice has now come to this. Right. And 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 I I must become a father. You know what I'm saying? Like that is where my life has led. I made that decision. Whether I and me, it, it had nothing to do with me. There's a child coming into the world, and I was a part of making that. It's my responsibility. You know, I, I just, I see it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't see it another way. You're not going to make me see it another way. 
I, I, I understand that someone might say, you know what, I have a fucking guy that got me pregnant. He doesn't think like you do. He's a fucking drug addict and he's never going to be around. And I don't want to have this baby. And I'm only two weeks pregnant. And the state I live in allows me to get an abortion at that age. You know what? I'm not going to think of them as a worse person, quite honestly. I'm not right. going to harp on someone for that decision. It's not going to make me hate that person. If that's within their law and that's what they do, I think they should have that right. Yeah. But I think there should be some places in which say, if they want to say, hey, no, we have no tolerance for this. You know, you're assuming responsibility. I don't have a problem with that either, yeah. to be honest. What I do have a problem with is when it gets past a certain point and we all can, like, you know, we can, seven weeks, let's say, just for the right. sake of argument, right? It's like, I really don't have much excuse for that anymore unless it's going to kill the mom or someone's in danger. Like, yeah. I don't know that there's any excuse for that anymore. Like, no, that's just that's, bullshit. It's unbelievable it's bullshit. that somebody could make that decision. In my mind, like, I can't I can't rationalize it. I can't put it as eloquently as you did. I agree with you. Like, Yeah. No, but, I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, it's... it's uh, Talk about the de- talk about the showing of a declining society, right? Talking about whether or not we could kill a baby when you're fucking six months pregnant with them. Yeah. You know, I couldn't think of a I couldn't think right. of a worse thing to like. No, I mean that's why I've yeah. been quiet on this one. Like yeah. I don't, I don't fucking, I can. I'm glad I never have to worry about that or deal with that yeah like, man yeah. like you ever held your baby in your hand for the first time you've never yep. done that if you could even you know talk yeah, about that no. you know I, I just I don't I think this is for me it's a difficult one because I do understand that there is a lot of it's not a black and white issue you know there's a lot going on in this country there's a lot of people who suffer with all types of things and but for me personally you know, yeah. No, yeah. It's a, that's a, it, that's a hard just, no for me. Yeah, yeah. it's a hard <laughs> no for me. And I'm all for Roe versus Wade being repealed and it becoming a state-by-state issue. I think more things need to become that way. Um, and uh, I also, we know we talked about this with the federal prohibition of marijuana. I don't think it's a federal issue. I think they need right. to drop it and leave it up to the states just to completely back out of it. They don't need to. They don't need to say whether it should be federally decriminalized or not. They're going to to be involved with it, but they shouldn't be. Right. You know, it should be a state by state issue. Some states might not want to deal with that. They might want to have a no bullshit policy, and some may want to say yes. You know, and they should have states should have that ability to be indifferent because we there's so many different cultures that are in different places that it's. Yep. It's the I think it's the best way. Right. You know. But yeah. Yeah, anything else, man? Anything else? Man, we I think, got? man, uh, we've run a, a, a pretty long episode. Yeah, one twenty. But uh good. You know, I think uh, man, how about all those food uh facilities burning down, huh? Sheesh. How about that? Same time Bill Gates is buying Sheesh. some of the farmland. Oh, he's know? now the the largest owner of of uh, farmland in the United States. Dude, you did Are see you that serious? one. Yeah. Did you see where Elon Musk... He's going to feed the world. Elon Musk put the picture of Bill Gates, and he has, like, kind of some man boobs and his belly hanging out. 
You know, when he's in a shirt, and then he put next to it the pregnant man emoji. Oh, I have seen that. that? Yeah. It's pretty good, man. Come on, you know. Musk Come on. put that on <laughs> Yeah, that. dude, it was pretty good. It was actually really Oh, dude, Musk is a clever. huge troll, dude. Yeah, he, he really trolls is. a lot. Well, Gates has been one of the biggest, like, biggest billionaires talking against his Twitter takeover. Like, yeah. He's like, I can't believe that he's going to own this and... Provide freer speech and yeah, I think he, I think he even shorted him. I think there's like a beef going on between them because like he shorted, he shorted Tesla stock or something like that oh, from him, yeah. you know. So there's like some type of, it's a rich man's beef, you know. Right. I don't even know what the hell's going on, but there is some type of, you know, thing going on. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. We live in some crazy times. There's been crazy times all throughout history, but we definitely. Or in the middle of some wild times, but you just can't forget to live your life and to stay steady on your pace and not let them dictate, not let other people dictate what it is you do and think, you know, and try to keep yourself, uh, you know, keep yourself grounded to something, you know, that's important in these times. They'll try to get you out, you know, they'll try to get you on their narratives, man, and they try to get you all pissed off and emotional on their narratives and they can manipulate you that way you know if you just stay even kill and just know who you are you just you'll just you know you know yeah well thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to our rambling conversations we tried to stay on topic but you know that never works out yeah it's better but, when uh, we don't yeah right it's better when we don't yeah, a little yeah. bit more interesting we cover more ground <laughs> yeah but uh Everything from T-ball to, you know, disinformation. That's it. Just got to go with the flow. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.